You are listening to Haftarah, the Shir series where we have explored the connections between the Parsha Shavua and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, you are listening to what appears to be the season finale of the Haftarah Shir series. As we started the series a year ago with Parsha's Bereshis and now Baruch Hashem coming full circle, we will be looking at the Haftarah that ostensibly corresponds to the final Parsha of the Torah, that is Parsha's Vizosa Bracha. And of course, this is the Haftarah for Simchas Torah. Um, that is for the Bnei Chutzlaretz. As we pointed out in the previous Haftarah Shirim, for the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, Simchas Torah and Shemini Atzeres is one in the same day with one Haftarah from Alachim Aleph, which we discussed in the previous Haftarah Shir. Um, but for the Bnei Chutzlaretz, those of us who live in Galus, um, even if we would be in Eretz Yisrael observing a second day of Yom Tov, so we would be reading the Haftarah for Simchas Torah exclusively, as Simchas Torah and Shemini Atzeres for Ben Chutzlaretz are on two different days, one right after the other, and therefore we will be reading the Haftarah that comes to us from Sefer Yehoshua, Parak Aleph, the very first parak of Sefer Yehoshua, and not just the first parak of Sefer Yehoshua, but the first parak of Navi altogether, which covers Sokim Aleph 3 Ches 1 through 18. As we dedicate this year, Luli Nishmas Imim Rasi, Chayrochabas David Svi, Harini Kavars Meshgavar, Her Neshama should have an Aliyah. Now, as we mentioned, this Haftorah presumably corresponds to the final Parsha in the Torah of Azos Habracha, which, by the way, a fun fact about Azos Habracha, for those of us in Chutzla Aretz, so this is the only Parsha that it's not read in its entirety on a Shabbos. Every Parsha Shavua is read in its entirety on Shabbos, except for Vizos HaBracha, which, um, which is because for a Ben Chutzlaretz, Simchas Torah never coincides with Shabbos. Of course, Shemini Atzeres can coincide with Shabbos, as it does this year at the moment of this recording, the year Tav Shimpei Dalet. And that is why for a Ben Eretz Yisrael, Vizos HaBracha can be read on Shabbos. That is when Shemini Atzeres falls out on Shabbos. When Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah are the same day, which for a Ben Eretz Yisrael they always are. So if Shemini Atzeres would fall out on Shabbos, as it does this year, so the Zosah would be read in its entirety on Shabbos. Um, and I say its entirety because, of course, for Shabbos Mincha, we would read the Zosah at least the first few alios. Um, be that as it may, for us in, uh, in Chutz La'aretz, we will be reading Parshas Zosah on the second day of Yom Tov, which is our Simchas Torah, which will be on Sunday, Haba Alina Latova. And that is when we will be reading this unique Haftarah that is not read by B'nai Eretz Yisrael, but is only read by the B'nai Golas. And again, it is the, um, the first piece of Navi. It is the first parak of Sefer Yehoshua. And in many ways, this uh, parak is an obvious next step. After we close the Torah, we close Vizos HaBracha, we run right into the first chapter of all of Navi, the first Pasuk of all of Navi, Vayehi acharemos Moshe Eben Hashem, and it was after the death of Moshe, the servant of Hashem. Vayomer Hashem el Yeshua ben Nun, Mishoris Moshe, that Hashem said to Yehoshua ben Nun, who is the attendant, the assistant, the, the minister of Moshe Rabbeinu, I'm saying, right? So Yeshua ben Nun, Mishoris Moshe, Lemor. And this is where Hashem will instruct Yehoshua about what he is to do with the, the remaining members of Klai Yisrael, um, the, the, the generation whom Moshe left in Yehoshua's care, how Yehoshua is going to be the one that will lead them into Eretz Yisrael, the mission that Moshe Rabbeinu was unable to do by Hashem's command. And at this time, um, Hashem tells Yehoshua, 
that lo yisiat save ish lefanecha. There's going to be no man who will stand up before you to get in your way. Kol yemei chayecha all the days of your life. But rather, kasher ha'isi and Moshe, just as I was with Moshe, ehiya imach, I will be with you. Lo arpacha velo ezveka, I will not weaken and I will not abandon you. And three times in this haftarah, Hashem reassures Yehoshua with the words that Moshe Rabbeinu himself told Yehoshua, chazak ve'ematz, be strong and courageous. Um, and there are actually three different missions that uh, these words chazak ve'ematz correspond to. If you follow the psukim and you follow Rashi, I happen to be zeroing in on this only because... Um, as I am teaching fourth grade and we're learning Sefer Yehoshua right now, so this is part of our curriculum, um, but Chazak Ve'ematz corresponds to the three different missions. The three mentions of Chazak Ve'ematz corresponds to the missions. One, of course, to lead the Bnei Israel into Eretz Israel to divide and conquer the land. There is the command, um, as Hashem tells Moshe, sorry, as Hashem tells Yehoshua, Rach Chazak Ve'ematz me'od l'shmor that all of the Torah um, you should safeguard it, you should learn it, you should do it. Um, the, that which I commanded Moshe Avdi, small. you should not remove yourself from it, from the right or the left, um, and so on and so forth. So this, uh, this commands, um, this instruction that, that, that Yehoshua needs to hold on to the Torah that also warrants a chazak ve'amatz. And finally, the last one, chazak ve'amatz, al-tarutz ve'al-techas, says Rashi, why shouldn't you be afraid? Do not be afraid of the Melchama, the wars. So the three missions are to, not, um, are, are, are to lead the Bnei Israel into the land and divide the land among them, to keep the Torah close, to always learn it, and so on and so forth. And then, of course, the final one is to not be afraid of the enemies, to keep, to keep your courage. And, of course, all of these Chazak Ve'amat statements they are corresponding to what is an important battle, whether a battle in Ruchnius when it comes to keeping the Torah, a battle in leadership when it comes to dealing with the Bnei Israel, or a battle against the enemies. Uh, but the point is that Chazak Ve'amatz, they all warrant this uh, this reassurance of be strong and be courageous, whether it's Ben Adam Lachavero, I guess, Ben Adam Atzmo, and perhaps uh, Ben Adam Lamakom. And maybe that's what all these correspond to. Um, but the point is, this is what, uh, what Hashem commands Yehoshua. And in the remainder of this parak, Yehoshua continues to reinforce various things that, that took place in Moshe's time. For example, the, the, the deal that was made with Reuven and Gud, um, and half of Menashe, but mainly Reuven and Gud, who wanted to inherit the land on the other side of the Yardin, uh, the lands of Sichon and Og, and Moshe Rabbeinu said, only on the condition that you're going to be on the front lines of the battle, and only once we have divided and conquered all the land will you be able to go back. So Yehoshua goes to, um, to, um, uh, to uh, Reuven and Gad and, and Chatzi Menashe, and he says, remember the promise that, that you made to Moshe Rabbeinu. And they say, you know, whatever you say, Na'aseh, we will do. I'm just skipping to the very end of the Haftarah. We're going to do it. Wherever you send us, we're going to go. And just as we listened to Moshe, we will also listen to you. Just Hashem should be with you, just as he was with Moshe. And in the very final words of the Haftarah, so we have anyone that that rebels against your word doesn't listen to your word you must to that which you commanded that person will die and that's the end of the Haftorah they reiterate what Hashem said to Yehoshua that you should be strong and be courageous now I love to point out that in their response to, to Yehoshua they say the words Nasa and Nishma which is of course reminiscent of Kabbalah Satora when we said Nasa and Nishma which we said on Shavuos time 
Now, perhaps a reason why this is significant, uh, an added layer of significance to this Haftorah on Simcha's Torah. So I've pointed out in the past that in, in a certain sense, Simcha's Torah is the culmination of our Simcha after getting Kapara from HaKadosh Baruch Hu on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur was the time where we received the Luchos Shnios. We had a new Kabbalah Satora. And maybe um, the the Luchos Shnios is something that we can perhaps celebrate on Simcha's Torah right after we finish reading the Torah. And we finish that with perhaps a little level of Naseh and Nishma here in our Haftorah. And perhaps the message of Chazak V'yamat is is all the same in terms of its appropriateness for what we have to do now, what our mission is, um, you know, moving forward. But as I started to say at the beginning of this Haftorah, is that this is an obvious next step if you consider the end of the Torah, which uh, which is what you know what, what many points out. This is already pointed out in the Art Scroll Machser uh, for Sukkot, and that is that of course we just read in Vizos Habracha in the very last verses of, of Vizos Habracha that Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, and we were told in the Torah and Parshas Vayelech and in other places that Yehoshua was going to be the one that was going to replace and succeed Moshe Rabbeinu as the leader. Uh, Moshe, uh, Moshe's greatest disciple was Yehoshua, and of course, it is at that moment, when Moshe passes away, this is not just like, you know, a new book, but this is, of course, the very next scene. Right after Vizos HaBracha, the very next scene is Yehoshua Parag Aleph. Moshe Rabbeinu has passed away, and now we're moving on to that next, the next phase of we're, not, we're no longer at the cusp of Eretz Yisrael, but we are actually entering Eretz Yisrael with Sefer Yehoshua. So, of course, this makes sense to finish off the Torah. Um, once we finished off Vizos HaBracha, the very obvious next step is to just continue the story. Um, in fact, this, um, I believe, um, another trivia fact, if we can call it that, if we can call it trivia. Obviously, it's Torah and it's all important. Um, it's not trivial. But the only Haftarah that immediately succeeds the Kriyas HaTorah that was read before it Meaning, we go from the parsha to the haftarah. This would be it. We read, we, we read Vizos Habracha, and then we go right into Navi. We go right into the very next chapter in Nach, in Tanach, I should say, the very first chapter in Nach, but the very next chapter in Tanach, and it is the opening of Sefer Yehoshua. Now, this would be perfect, if not for the intervening kriya that we do, right after Vizos Habracha. Now, the truth is, there are two Kriyos that we do right after Vizos HaBracha. Right? We have not just Chasen Torah, which we read with Vizos HaBracha. We finish off Vizos HaBracha with Chasen Torah. But we all know there's something called Chasen Bereshis. Because right after Vizos HaBracha, we begin Parshas Bereshis. We do the first Aliyah, the entire first Aliyah, the seven days of creation that are recorded in Bereshis, that first parak in the beginning of the second parak, those are read right after Vizos HaBracha. So we don't really go from Vizos HaBracha right into Navi. We go from Vizos HaBracha right into starting the Torah again with Bereshis. And then, of course, um, maybe you've forgotten about it, but there's also the Maftir of Shemini Atzeres, which is read again. Right, so, Bayom HaShemini Atzeres Tiyelechem Komelech Savodolo Sasu, and it talks about the Karbanos of, of Shemini Atzeres. Now, the question is, then, what does this Haftorah really correspond to? Right, the Pashtas is that it, it corresponds to the Parsha HaShavua of Vizos HaBracha. Now, the, the catch-22 here is that Vizos HaBracha is always read on the second day of Shemini Atzeres and for those of us in Choslaretz. And in, in Eretz Yisrael, it's always read on Shemini Atzeres. This is the Kriya of Shemini Atzeres for the B'nai Eretz Yisrael, I believe. Um, and and if, um, if that's the case, then we have to choose, because usually the Haftarah corresponds to the Maftir. 
But in this case, the Kriyasa Torah is more exciting than the Mafter. The Kriyasa Torah, finishing off the Torah, is more exciting than, uh, you know, the, the, than the Mafter that talks about the Karbonus of Shemini Atzeres. Um, usually it's the special Shabbases or the special Shabbosos, like the Dalad Parshas, just for example, where the Maftir um, is taken not from the Parsha Shavuot, it's taken from the special Parsha. And, of course, the Haftarah corresponds to the Maftir. Now, we might say that, you know, Simchas Torah, Shmi Yasaris is altogether a, a, it's a, it's a different Berea in, in the world of Kriyasa Torah, because this is the Kriyasa Torah of Kriyasa Torahs. We are finishing off with the Kriyasa Torah, meaning today we are celebrating a Siyum, on 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 Kriyasa Torah, which is perhaps why that maybe supersedes the Maft here. But then all of that gets thrown on its head when we are not really only finishing the Torah, which is a beautiful accomplishment in its own right, but we are beginning reading Bereshis again. So is this perhaps part of the decision making for the Haftarah? So I can't say what was what you know what was being um, calculated when you know our Masora um, decided on Yehoshua Paragalif as its Haftara. But what I, what I will say is that I believe that this Haftara can correspond just as well to the, the, the reading of Chassan Bereshis as it corresponds to the reading of Chassan Torah. Right? The connection to Vizos Abracha is obvious. We complete the Torah, so of course we go on to the very next chapter, what happens next. Right? Um, and, but again... That's not what we do in every Haftarah, right? That's what we're doing right now, but maybe there's something more. And I want to suggest um, at least another layer of this Haftarah is, well, what do we do before we get to the Haftarah? Right after Chas and Torah, we read Chas and Bereshis, which is to start the Torah all over again. And in a certain sense, not only is Simchas Torah about the conclusion, about the Siyam, about the ending, but it's about the Hadron. It's about starting the Torah all over again. It's about new beginnings. Right, and as they say, it's, you know, it's not the end. It's just, it's just the beginning. In a certain sense, that might be true also, because just as we start the Torah all over again, we take on a new limud. We start Navi from the beginning, right? The Haftarah from Yehoshua Aleph can be the beginning of a Seder Halimud for all of Navi, and in a certain sense, it can, it, it serves that purpose, because of course we open up Navi. We open up the beginning of Navi, and in that way. Simchas Torah is not just about the beginning, but it's, uh, you know, it's, or it's not about the end, but it's about the beginning. It's not just about the Siyum, but it's about the Hadron. And yet, perhaps, there is something even more than that. Right? I, I don't know if I would go as far as to suggest that somehow this Haftarah corresponds to the Maftir, which is about the Korbanus for Shemini Atzeres, but there is something that jumps out at me. Because when you read the Maftir for Shemini Atzeres, after listing the Karbanos, and says that, you know, the you know, these are what you bring on the Moadim, right? All of these are what you bring on the Moadim, meaning for every single Yom Tov is being concluded here with Shemini Atzeres. Shemini Atzeres is the end of all Yom Tovim, right? In Parshas Emor, this is the last one on the list. Or, in Par- or rather, I should say this is uh, for Parshas Pinchas. This is the last one on the list in Parshas Pinchas. And it says that, these are the karbonos that you bring on all of the Moadim, starting from Pesach and Nisan, going all the way till Shemini Atzeres and Tishrei. And these are, of course, besides for the obligatory karbonos that you have, the Nidarim and the Nidavos, the voluntary ones. And finally, by Yomer Moshe al Bnei Israel, Hashem Moshe. And Moshe told the Bnei Israel everything that Hashem commanded Moshe. Now, this might seem like a very broad and generic pasuk. But in a certain sense, this is also really the message of the beginning of Yehoshua. 
right? You could say that this is also the, the, the message of the ending of his Osabracha. But what is Hashem's um, instruction to Yoshua? The one that stands out the most, I believe, is the one that really speaks to why Yoshua was chosen in the first place. I glossed over this Pasuk when I was reviewing the three missions that are implied by Chazak Ve'amatz. But listen to what the Navi says. Right? You're going to do everything that I commanded Moshe, my servant. So this part we read, don't veer away, don't turn away either to the right or to the left. In order that you be successful in, in, in everywhere that you go, that you'll be efficient. Here's the line that I did not read. You should not remove, Yamush means to remove the Sefer Torah from your mouth, but rather you should meditate on it day and night. In order that you can safeguard and to perform everything that's written in it. Because then, then you will be successful in your path and you will be sufficient. What is the significance of this Pasuk? This Pasuk is the tell-all Pasuk of why Yehoshua was chosen in the first place to succeed Moshe, and not, for example, Moshe being his own sons. Right? This was a question that came up in, guess which Parsha? Parsha's Pinchas, the same Parsha from where the Maftir is taken. Um, the, um, before Moshe Rabbeinu was commanded about all the Karbonos of the Moadim, Moshe Rabbeinu actually turned to Hashem and says, Hashem, hey, you, as long as I'm not going into Eretz Yisrael, you've got to come up with a replacement, um, a, a successor to me. And the Medrash says that Moshe Rabbeinu had in mind his own sons, either Gershom or Eliezer. didn't matter because none of them were chosen. Hashem says, you're right, I've got to choose someone. I'm going to choose Sefer Yehoshua. No, not Sefer Yehoshua, I'm going to choose the individual Yehoshua, um, the man after whom the Haftorah and the book is named, Yehoshua. But it says, Hashem, I'm going to choose Yehoshua. Why Yehoshua? So, Isha Sheruach Bo, Hashem describes him as the man that has the Ruach, and the Medrash points out, that not only that, but this Yeshua was the one that guarded the fruits, so he should be the one to, that gets to eat from them. In what regard? Well, in Parshas Kisisa, the Torah tells us, um, and it gives us a picture of who Yehoshua was, that when Klaistra was engaged in the Cheta Egel, there was one person regarding whom the Torah says, Lo He did not remove himself from the tent of Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu. And of course, that was Yehoshua. Why is that important? Lo Yamish. Do not remove yourself. It's the same exact shurish as the words that we just read a moment ago. Lo yomush Hashem says to Yeshua, this is why you were chosen. Therefore, just as you never left the tent of Torah of Moshe Rabbeinu, you should never leave the tent of Torah, or you should never leave the Torah from your mouth. Your Torah, the Torah should never leave your mouth. You should always be speaking in Torah. This is actually the source from where we learn that you have to learn Torah day and night, that you should that every 12 hours you should be learning some Torah. However long it is, every free moment that you have, you're always meditating on Torah. There isn't a time that Torah is ever completely out of your mouth, but you're always having Torah on your mind. One of the the, the headquarters for the Chiv of Talmud Torah, and we learn it right here in the beginning of Sefer Yehoshua. It's, it's just fascinating to note that the, the Parsha, where we learn all the Karbonos of the Moadim, is the same Parsha where Yehoshua was in fact selected. And for our purposes, Yehoshua is the one who is succeeding Moshe because of this aspect of lo yamish, lo yamush. And if you look in Rashi on the very name Moshe Rabbeinu, min mishi sihu, so Rashi quotes a couple of different opinions of what the Shoresh means. Does Moshe mean to draw, to, um, or does it mean to remove, to withdraw? Um, and one opinion is actually that the Shoresh of Moshe Rabbeinu's name is Mem Shin. The same Shoresh in these words, Lo Yamish, Lo Yamush. 
In other words, who is going to be the one to fill the shoes of Moshe Rabbeinu, whose name possibly is made up of the Sharesh Memvav Shin? It's going to be the one who fulfilled um, that, um, the, the command of Lo Yamish, Lo Yamush, the one who um, was constantly in the tent of Moshe Rabbeinu, and that, of course, is Yehoshua. Why is this all important? It's not just important for knowing why Yehoshua was selected, but I think it's important for us to understand what Simchas Torah is really about. Because on the one hand, I presented two possibilities. Right? It's either about the end of the Torah, it's about Vizos Abracha, the conclusion, the Siyum, or maybe it's not just about that, but it's really just the beginning, or it's also the beginning. It's about starting the Torah, it's about the Hadra and the returning to the Torah, it's about Bereshis, Chasen Bereshis, beginning the Torah all over again. So not only is Yehoshua the very next page, of Tanakh after Vizos Abracha, but it is also a new beginning, just as Bereshis is a new beginning. But I want to suggest that maybe Simchas Torah is about not just the end or the beginning, but it's about something even more fundamental, something more deep and profound. And that is that each year, where of course we return to the Torah to start again, and the cycle of the Yom Tovim is going to start again as well. But if it's just a matter of going from the end back to the beginning and eventually reaching the end again and then eventually going back to the beginning again, and it's an endless cycle, I don't believe that it's just a pure circle that we make whenever we learn Torah or live Torah in our daily lives. But I believe it's really also about what is next. And Sefer Yehoshua tells us not just about the ending, not about the new beginning, but it tells us about what is next. And necessarily, what has to be what is next is what is going to maintain the Torah that you got up until this point. right? That, that, that is, that you're going to keep the Torah in your mouth. You're going to maintain what you learned from Moshe Rabbeinu. Promises that were made in the times of Moshe Rabbeinu, you're going to make sure those promises are kept. And as a person learning through Yehoshua, we'll see there are many parallels between Moshe Rabbeinu and his student Yehoshua. Yehoshua, um, you know, he, he walks in the footsteps in many ways of his Rebbe. The Rebbe-Talmud relationship, it, it, it lives off of the Talmud following the footsteps of the Rebbe, especially when the Rebbe is no longer around. And that is because the Torah that we learned up until this point, the Torah that we learned and lived has to be maintained, protected, and taken to the next level, right? It's not about ending and starting, right? It's not just a circle, but it is a spiral. We spiral upwards in our Avodah Hashem. We try to get closer and closer and closer to whatever that destination is, but we don't just repeat things. We don't just repeat Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. We don't just repeat the Yom Noroyim. We don't just repeat holidays, and we don't just repeat Parshios. Right? We don't just read the Torah and then do it again. The whole point is to spiral upwards, that the next time you're going to learn it, you're going to protect what you learned previously, and then you're going to add to it. You're going to be Mosif onto your limud. You're going to learn it with more depth, with more accuracy, with, with more authenticity, and with more nuance. You're going to learn it with more enthusiasm, with more energy, because that is the way to maintain and to grow with one's Torah. So, yes, Vizos HaBracha is over, and Simchas Torah marks the Siyam, the completion. And yes, we open up Horatius. We start a new beginning. But it's not just the end. And it's not even just a new beginning. It is the two of those things. But more than that, it is about the continuation, the continuity of our Torah, of our lives of Torah. That continuity happens through what is maintained from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu in the beginning of Sefer Yehoshua. Yehoshua tells us how to get to the next plateau 
how to springboard from where you've been to go to where you eventually want to be. Right, because if the Torah just ends with Moshe Rabbeinu dying and we go back to Bereshis, at what point do we actually get to enter Eretz Yisrael? At what point does the Geula actually get to be fulfilled, where we enter Eretz Yisrael to build a base of Megdash eventually and to have Hashem's Shechina with us in that pristine and profound way? That doesn't happen if we just go in circles. The Torah can't just be us going in circles, but we have to eventually move on. And it's in Sefer Yehoshua when we move on. And this is why the message of Chazak v'yamatz is so, so crucial. Because it doesn't just happen by itself. It doesn't happen automatically. Because you will just continue to run in circles if you let nature take its course. You've got to be strong and courageous to be, to be ready to you know, rise up to the challenge. Whether it's against the eight Sahara inside you or the external enemies, whether you know, it's, it's the, the Shibod Malchus, whatever it may be, you have to keep the Torah. You have to maintain the Torah. You have to eventually go into Eretz Yisrael. And you cannot be afraid of what lies ahead of you. You have to have a moon and bitachon to recognize that Hashem is with you and to take things to the next level. Yes, you're going you're gonna to finish Fizot Sabaracha and you will celebrate that. You will even start again with Barashas and you will celebrate that as well as you jump into the Torah once again. But you won't just do that. You will do it with growth. You will do it with maintaining your Torah that you've gotten up until that point and you will continue to learn the Torah and engage in it while taking steps, while actually making strides towards that destiny, whatever it may be. It should be a destiny of Geula. It should be a destiny of of growth in Torah, and it should it should be a destiny that should come very soon with the coming of that Geula and Biyaskol Tzedek Mashiach Tzedkenu B'Meriah Yameinu. I thank Hashem for enabling us to complete this incredible series, and of course I thank you, our listeners, for being a part of it as well. And of course, if you enjoy sharing like this and others on the podcast and you want to partner with us with the sponsorship or if you have questions, comments, concerns, or recommendations, or you want to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where you can find links to every uploaded share and links to share them that I repost due to their relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. But until next time, have a wonderful Moed, a good Moed, a Moed Simcha, a wonderful Shemina Teres, second days of Sukkot, a wonderful Yom Tov, a Chag Sameach, wonderful Simcha's Torah, a Mazel Tov, and Rak Chazak V'yamatz, Chazak Mazak Menes Chazek. Thank you for joining us here at The Database.